Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Gaze on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned. And I'm Declan. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. Remember, there will be plenty of spoilers, so take that as a warning and proceed with caution. But before all that, we just would like to welcome our guest. (laughs) Barney the Cockapoo. Hi, Barney. He's joining us for the recording. Um, He's currently biting our dover. So, whether he stays for the whole episode is yet to be seen. But. So, that shows that I am. We are at my family homes now. Family home for the week between Christmas and New Year. (laughs) He's been naughty. Um, And I'm full of cold, which I said I think was. Which I said I thought was starting when we did our Avatar episode. And lo and behold, it did. So I'm going to try and let you do as much of the talking as possible, Ned, because... What a lovely change. I know, I know. Um, Because, yeah, just not feeling great. Um, Always happens to me. Always (laughs) at Christmas. It's so annoying. Um, But we have been watching plenty of bits, so would you like to kick off with... With yours? With mine. Well, obviously, as you know, dear listeners, it is the week between Christmas and New Year, so we've had lots and lots and lots of time to watch films in front of the fire, which has been dreamy. We've yeah. seen both of the Paddingtons, um, and I have never seen the second one before until now, and I... Do you agree with me? Love it, yeah. Yeah. Was... Paddington leveled up for its sequel. Yeah, it was. For sure. It was fantastic. Magical, wonderful, adorable. Just, yeah, one of the best things I think ever, maybe. Um, it is. So that was an instant five star for me. Um, what else have we watched? Lots. Lots. Oh, The Missing Link. I was still in bed for that one. Oh, you were sleeping. Yeah. Um, I think it came out a couple of years ago, and yeah, it's it must on have my passed list, me by. Yeah, um, but the animation style was really cool. It's stop frame animation, and I think frame, yeah, motion. Both are correct. Are we they? discussed this last time, and did we? It. Or we have done anyway. I don't know if it's been on the podcast. No, I think it's going to come when we do the Pinocchio battle in the new year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was four star. And I would recommend others watch it. It's the, one of those perfect Sunday morning watches. Is that Sunday the one that's got Hugh Jackman? Does he voice something? Yes. Yeah. Thought I've so. got quite a lot of big names in it, actually. There's Hugh Jackman, Zoe Saldana. Um, Saldana. Yeah. 
I think Matt Lucas is in there. Stephen Fry is in there. Um, oh, no, someone else. Emma Thompson, I want to say. Yeah. I think she's in it as well. Really good. Very entertaining. Cool. Um, what else? Oh, The Goonies. Another yeah. Very good for the week between, I think. Like, when people say, oh, what's your favourite Christmas film? To me, there are the, the, the Christmas-themed films and then the films that are always on at Christmas. The films you watch at Christmas, And The Goonies yeah. is one, which is great. I think me and Louie once got The Goonies on DVD for Christmas one year. Yeah. Um, so I and then I'll talk that, about cool. how we've watched some Hobbit films, which I also think are... Like, perfect this time of year. Mm. I think Lord of the Rings is. I think any of the Harry Potters are. Mm. Just like those... Bit of fantasy. Franchise favourites that you like. Yeah. And my brother has got the extended high definition versions of the Hobbit films. And turns out you've never seen them. Never. So we've watched the first two, Unexpected Journey and Desolation of... Smaug. Smaug. I did gave you, him both four stars. Did you twig who Smaug was? As in who voiced it? Yeah. I I knew because of the cast, but I wouldn't have known otherwise. Oh, I'll have to show you a video after this of Benedict Cumberbatch doing the performance capture for Smaug. Is it, good? it is so cool. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, and then, what else? I, we watched Your Christmas Online, mm-hmm. which... For a 90-minute film, felt like it went on for about three hours. Oh, yeah. Um think I'll give it one and a half star, and you give it two. Like, the premise was fun, you know. It's like our first Christmas together, and you end up going to my family's, and I end up going to yours without each other, because mm. we both wanted to surprise each other. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I've also watched, as I was ill in bed quite a bit and couldn't sleep... An Apple TV show called Five Days at Memorial, which is all about the five days following Hurricane Katrina at this hospital in New Orleans. And it was just really interesting about how that city was left um, to basically get on with its own. Yeah, fend for itself in the the wake of the hurricane. Um, And it was just horrendous and... There's a doctor that had to euthanise patients because she couldn't get them out. And then she had court charges put against her and was arrested. But then turns out no one wanted to prosecute her because it wasn't her fault that the state and the US and the country had put her in that position. Um, And she actually has come up with some legislation about under, like, not amazing circumstances, under, like, extenuating circumstances yeah like crisis doctors yeah are covered to make decisions like that because when on the face of it, it's like oh my god she's murdered people but when mm. you see it she's like absolutely she's put them out of her misery because nobody's letting them nobody's getting them out so well, they, there'd, also, they there'd be no one to, to care for them would with there, like so. no ventilation and die or whatever so yeah we watched the motherland christmas special mm. um which was fun um I'm trying to think if we can give people any update on if we got any Christmassy presents. So Ned and I, Christmassy movie presents, I mean. 
Ned what and did I my got brother get you? Each other tickets to go see Hans Zimmer in the summer. Oh, and my mum, dad, and my brother are coming as well in Manchester, so that'll be fun. Mm. Um, Ned's brother, Louis, and his girlfriend, Georgie, got me a book, which is like. It's like a film nerd coffee table book that it'll be on display and I'll flip through now and again and people can flip through and it's got loads of different bits on directors and different films and different genres and stuff. And then they also got me a diary on... Um, For like making notes on your movies, n- Notes it? on movies, basically. So it's like I'll probably write stuff up in there and then use that to do my letterboxed review. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Did you mm. get any movie stuff? Uh, we didn't, did we? No, not really, no. I'm really bad at remembering what I even got, and it was only a few days ago. Oh, that's terrible, I've I know. I got some nice bits for running, and we got, I got walking quite a lot of so movie snacks, I suppose. Movie snacks, yeah. Crisps and sweets and bits. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's all we've been watching, hasn't it? This week, but we I don't feel like I've well. not stopped watching, and then that list didn't feel all that long. But then I suppose some of them are quite long films. Yeah, I mean, we were watching the extended editions of The Hobbit, which are both at least three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have been playing games yeah. as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. Um, you got anything to say, Barney? No. no. Oh, finally settled. Yeah, settled. What's been in the news this week, King? Right, so similar to last episode, and I don't want to talk a lot because I've got mm. a poorly. Hollywood is in shutdown due to Christmas, but I would like to say that so much for nobody caring about Avatar <laughs> because yesterday, after 14 days in release, it hit 1 billion Did it? Yes. Oh, well so, done, Avatar. Yeah, and I think it's probably iron. I think it'll come short of about two billion at the end of its run, so like one point eight, one point nine billion, which I think is pretty, pretty decent, you yeah, know, for a film that supposedly nobody cared about and hasn't made any cultural impact. <laughs> yeah, K haters. Um, so yeah, very happy for it. I think Hollywood will be happy as well to see that. I was actually reading it's going to be the first year in, I think, since twenty fourteen since the top two grossing films haven't been either a Star Wars or a Marvel film, which is good for Hollywood, to be fair. Nice bit of diversity Because it top. looks like 2022 is going to be Avatar, Way of Water, yeah. and then Top Gun Maverick, which oh. is, you know... Very nice. And it ho- it goes to show that hopefully films like, I don't know, next year, June 2, John Wick 4, mm. Transformers, like, they can all try and... Get a bit more... What's this little doggy doing? So, <laughs> my parents' dog, Barney, loves his thighs being rubbed. And if you make any kind of movement towards him, he'll lift his leg up. Right on his He's back. He's a user, honestly. Might put a picture of us recording on our story. Go on. Um. So... <laughs> oh, that was such a cute little noise. Right, shall we, uh, is that everything? Well, if that's all the news you've got to cover. Yeah, well, well done, Avatar, James Cameron and Disney. Who Congratulations on all counts. What a time we've had. <laughs> well, now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming what's up in the world of mouth? film. 
He loves tissues. Mm, especially snotty ones. It's time now for Trailer Trash or Treasure. <laughs> what have we got this time, Ned? <laughs> this week's trailer <laughs> is it's called 65. It is. Did I see that it's got Adam Driver in it? You did. Lovely. Well, listeners, the link is in the show notes. So if you'd like to watch along, please do. See you after the sparkles. Hello, hello. I've already pressed record. (laughs) (laughs) Just testing it out. What did you think of that then? I think it looks like a really stupid concept, but it's probably going to be made quite well. No, looks like a cool concept and it will be made very well. 65 million years ago, the search for another planet led to prehistoric Earth. Yeah. So it's saying that humans existed somewhere else before and they came to Earth and it had dinosaurs on it. Right. Oh, I'm just buzzing that we're seeing a cinema-only release of an adult-skewing science fiction thriller. You don't get that very often anymore. No. It's got Adam Driver in it and I'd like to think he hasn't signed up for a terrible film. I don't know if I think it's going to be terrible. I just think, like, what were they smoking when they wrote it? <laughs> Isn't a lot of sci-fi, like, a bit like that? Though? I don't know. This one feels like it's going to be Aliens meets Jurassic World. Right. To me. Yeah? Yeah. I had a lot of highlights about saying, written by the people that did... A quiet, quiet place, place, wasn't it? Yeah. And the producers of and That's what I mean. I feel like it's gonna be made quite well. I just yeah. I'm, I'm not quite sold on the concept. Is uh is where I land. Okay. Trash or treasure? For me, I love a dinosaur <laughs> film and I love science fiction and I love Adam Driver, so it is treasure for me. Okay. What is it for you? Well it's trash for me. <gasps> oh, you're getting very Brutal in your old age, Ned. I just, I haven't watched that trailer and thought, oh God, I can't wait for that to come out. I just love dinosaurs. I am also a fan of dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm getting stared out by Barney. Barney was watching that trailer as well, wasn't he? He was quite into it and then he one was. of the things made him jump. Did you think it was trash or treasure, Barney? Treasure. <laughs> I'm going to cut that cough out Oh did you pause it? I did turn my microphone off for that cough So it's probably still picked up on yours But it shouldn't be as bad as it was was Awful And now for this (laughs) week's headline feature Glass Onion A Knives Out story Right after this ad break A Knives Out mystery what did I say? Story. Oh, sorry. And now, for this week's headline feature, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, after this ad break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, so <laughs> go on, you start. Um, Have you got a synopsis? No. Uh, right. I'll do that then. Go on. Famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case where a tech billionaire has also invited five of his best friends to a murder mystery party. Who's been murdered? Himself. Like Have you, did you write that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you not believe me? I don't know. Just you've been known to copy and paste. I did. Uh, well, I did look on IMDb and it wasn't very good. It was literally one line, and I thought I can do better than that. Oh. I see you, IMDb, mm. and I raise you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Where do you want to start then? You start, cause my my throat saw. Well. I don't even know where to start. I haven't done any notes. Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Right. So, I'll start then, yeah. shall I? The the pooly one. Yeah. Um, Will you kick us off and then I can carry the... So, it took me a little while to get used to the different setting. Because the first film I've watched about three times, I think, since it came out. And I really love it. And to almost see Benoit Blanc taken out of that situation and put in a completely new situation it it took me a while and then we'll get to our star ratings at the end but my star rating wasn't at that that high up until it had all completely unfolded which i guess is the point of the film but as i was as you kind of going along you think oh do i like this yeah i do like it of course i like it and then you're like oh it's so well written and then it just keeps going and going and then by the end you're like that was a great film mm. So, I loved that it was set during the pandemic. It's very much that theme of yeah. eat the rich again. Like, oh my you know, god, not another eat the rich movie. I know, but I know it's everywhere at the minute. But it was like the debate on masks was funny, and how yeah. the rich think they're invincible. And that one um, who had the mesh, Kate Hudson's character. Mask. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, because you know that's when you you know you heard people oh this face mask will work or I've I've got one on but really it's doing absolutely yeah. no good. Um I re- it really gave it that extra bit of feeling a bit current and I'm not gonna particularly like I don't think if we're gonna get loads of pandemic y films, but I don't mind if it takes the mick like this because mm. that was quite funny. Um Yeah and I <sighs> I guess it completely unfolds itself as a film, and it, it and it, you know, it, 
I think we had a discussion in the car when we were driving up to my parents about a mer- how hard it must be to write mm. a murder mystery and how mm. you must have to kind of work from the the and ending backwards. and go backwards and and this kind of does but the screenwriting to me is so clever because none of it is none of it really got when you think you know where it's going it then goes in another another direction well, i would like to watch it again knowing where it's going so i can look out for all of the bits that i know are there staring you in the face yeah cuz it like from the very from the word go when benoit blanc arrives on the scene he's like glass onion that's clever because an onion has layers but yeah the thing at the center is staring you dead in the face so you can always see it even though you have to work to peel back the layers which the film oh, actually clever. does so i do want to i want to rewatch and look from the center outwards almost i do think it's got some some great is. rewatchability to be honest yeah. cuz i think it's one of those films that every time you watch it, it you'll notice some something else and you'll pick up on something you'll yeah you'll pick up on something you didn't pick up on before and then the next time you rewatch it you'll be looking for that thing and it'll show you something else yeah that's what i feel and i just thought so there's a line of dialogue in this in this film it's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth mm-hmm. and i generally thought that is such a good line to capture kind of the social and political environment that yeah. we've been in for for a I while now i feel like now. whoever wrote that line has the potential for a lot of cultural influence. Probably Ryan Johnson. So, yeah. Well done, Ryan Johnson. It was very... It was very... Just just totally gets the commentary on what, on the, what the world is at the minute. And yeah. it feels so fresh. And I hope, you know, the best films kind of capture the moment that, that they're written in. Yeah. Um, but... I quite like the way this one takes the piss of like obscene wealth yeah tech billionaires yeah essentially um but it does it in a way that you don't often see like it felt i don't know how to describe it it's like it was leading you down a garden path that you knew you were on and still was very surprising and still dropped in moments of um revelation where you weren't expecting them and I think distracted by the dog licking Declan's toes. <laughs> the new the tech billionaires are like the new politicians in satire now. Yeah. They're the ones that are always taking the mick out of because mm, mm. they're everywhere. Mm. Um and I just think that the, there's so much scope to just take the piss out of them. Um What did you think of Benoit Blanc then and his <laughs> character development? I think that Benoit Blanc is competing with James Bond as my favourite Daniel Craig. I just think Daniel Craig looks like he's having so much fun with this Such character. Such a good time. Like, and what did you think of him being queer? I was just going to say, oh, and congrats on coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but did you think... Like, 
how do I say it? It wasn't explicitly that said that he was gay, though, was it? No, but Hugh Grant was definitely his boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. But if you didn't want to think he was his boyfriend, you could have just thought he was his mate. Yeah. I mean, as a as a queer person, you you see that and you think. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that he's gay enough for it to be like Vito Russo certifiable. Yeah, but. I think it revealed quite a, like it does make some of the the puzzle pieces of Benoit Blanc join together yeah. a little bit. Like his ability to just look at a situation full of ridiculous people and notice how ridiculous they all are. Yeah. Mhm. Which makes him an excellent detective. Yeah, it's just, and I like his fashion. His fashions are quite queer. Mm. You know. He's oh, what well... did your mum say about him? I don't know what she said about him. Well, early in the film, she said he looks like he's dressing like me, or yeah. like I dress like him. Yeah. And then later on, she said he looks a bit like Daniel Craig looks a bit ridiculous. Like a pillock, I think. She pillock, said. that yeah. was it. And I said, oh. And then you went, does that mean I look that like me a then? Um, yeah. I loved all the little cameos. Um... We got randomly Ethan Hawke for like five minutes yeah, to put something in the throat to stop them from getting COVID when yeah. they were waiting to go to the island. Like, Ethan Hawke for like a cameo is mad. So random. You got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's the voice of the clock on the island that literally just goes dong. Is that him? Yeah. Oh. So he was brought in to That's do that. That's hilarious. Then, Who was on the Zoom call at the start? Well, I, I spotted Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, Natasha Leon, Leon, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, and that other guy, whose name I didn't even recognise, but I assume he's another... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was that him? Yo-Yo Ma, Jake Tapper? No? Sure. There was four on the Zoom, wasn't yeah. there? And then we had Serena Williams, randomly. <laughs> that was so funny. Again. Um, <laughs> and then... That was another yeah. that was that was another point of taking the piss of obscene wealth. She was just sat on an electronic almost billboard, I suppose, in the gym on this private island. Yeah. Um, listening to a conversation and then she was like, Are you do you want training or like whatever? As if she's just sat like, around. She's paid to just sit there waiting, looking like a billboard. Yeah. Until the guy goes in for a gym sesh. That was silly. Yeah, it was silly. Um, and then I also liked how it took the piss out of both Jared Leto and Jeremy Renner because they were drinking... Was it Jeremy Renner's hot sauce? Yeah. And then Jared Leto's kombucha, which is funny. Yeah. Um, and even just like the, the, the ensemble cast, so you've got... Obviously, you've got Edward Norton as the billionaire. Yeah. You've got Janelle Monet. Oh, should we go through these? What did you think of them? Yeah, what I was going to say is just some of the characters first. Okay. Kind of tapping into that, what's going on in the world again. So you've got Catherine Hahn as a governor, mm. who's like, oh my God, I can't be seen here if the police rock up. No, because she's quite like she's a... She's a governor. She's a... Um, quite a disruptive influence. Yeah. In her politics. You've got Kate Hudson, who's like this... As Birdie J, who's this politically incorrect supermodel turned fashion designer, who 
that line of dialogue that we said about yeah. don't mis- don't mistake speaking the truth. I just connected a dot to like real life with her character. Well, she mentions a connection to Blood Diamonds or something. And wasn't there a supermodel a couple of years ago who got in a bit of trouble for having some? No idea. Conflict diamonds. I want to say. No, I'm not going to say in case I get it wrong and then we get sued. Yeah, don't say anything libelous, Ned. No. Um, and Dave Bautista as a video game streamer and <laughs> very funnily a men's rights activist, um, <laughs> which is very, you know, just tapping into loads of cultural references that are going on at the minute. But yeah, yeah I'm more than happy to run through them. Mm. So. Thought Edward Norton was fantastic as a tech billionaire. Mm. Thought he played it quite well. Yeah. Um, Very much setting up, taking control, or at least trying to. Um, Quite a manipulative influence, I found. Yeah. Um, Which I suppose... One needs to be if they want to make billions and billions of dollars from tech. I just think it goes to show that they think they're invincible, don't they? Yeah. Tech billionaires. Yeah. Um, And he did that very well. Mm. Um, I think the total highlight for me, from an acting perspective, was tight between Kate Hudson and Janelle Monáe, but I will say Janelle Monáe just because... I want to say Janelle Monáe. She played twins, which was a a twist that we we didn't see coming. Yeah. and spoiler alert she, yeah she played <laughs> helen and andy um one of them was miles's ex-business partner who turns yeah. out has been murdered and then her sister is a alabama school teacher who pretends to be andy yeah to get onto the island and kind of because somebody's already killed her who's on the island it kind of sends them all spiraling a little, a little bit but but that's another thing that, in that reveal, suddenly I was remembering times when we'd seen who we thought to be Andy, and little quirks about her character made sense that so it wasn't actually Andy. Yeah, there like was how this tight shot. she was gripping on the boat. That's exactly what I was going to say. There was one of those shots which we talk about, like where, you know, it's obviously setting something up, or there's a reason they're focused in. And I thought, why have they focused in on a tightly gripping that that boat and then turns out her sister who isn't Andy hates boats boats and being out sailing Mm. and I just thought oh god it's so clever yeah (laughs) I really do want to watch it again and I know obviously there's so many other films and I do find re-watching things hard and you've got a a massive watch list to get through but I do think it definitely you know yeah favours a rewatch, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um this one's one of those where you could rewatch like at tea time. Because you know what's gonna happen, so you don't necessarily have to concentrate on absolutely everything anymore. Yeah, that's true, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um did you like Dave Batista's performance? I did actually. Yeah, I Found did. Him quite funny. Yeah. Um to say he was playing an offensive character, I didn't get offended. Which think is a good thing because yeah. otherwise I would have just found it irritating. Um, it's quite funny when he was uh, getting ready to pack up and go to the island, and he was like, "Hey, whiskey," his girlfriend's name. Pack the spear gun. 
That made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. It is funny. Mm. Definitely funnier than the first one. Yeah, much more funny. Yeah. Um, and I would say Catherine Hahn as the as Claire, the governor of Connecticut, I actually thought she wasn't given us all, all that much to do. Wasn't given us it, or wasn't given... Wasn't given up. Well, yeah. she actually... She wasn't it quite a bit, but she... I think with some of the other characters, they were so so much more colourful. It's like she was almost lost as the more well, I think because, serious character. Yeah, I think because she had, obviously, her political reputation to be considerate of, she was a bit more kind of reserved in what she was giving anyway, so maybe that's where that went a little bit. Um, because really, she could have got involved in a bit more. Or at least been like given into temptation a couple of times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just to give her a bit more zest, maybe. Um but I did like her. I thought she was well cast as the part. Yeah. I've just seen her a lot funnier in other stuff. Yeah. Like where the Millers. She's really funny in that. She was better Catherine Hahn. Yeah. And where are the Millers? I'm pretty sure it's her. As who? Uh, they make friends with a guy who's away with his daughter and his wife. She's the wife, and his daughter's the one that gets with that guy with the eyebrows. Will Poulter. Yeah. Who will soon be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, yeah. I also thought... I thought Kate Hudson was fantastic. Kate yes. Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um she was good as Birdie. And I would say between her, Janelle Oh my god, her character was so funny, like She just didn't care, did she? Yeah, really outrageous. Mm. And like it dropped the outrageous bits. Like really caught you off guard when she'd say something or be told off for saying something. Yeah. Um I'm not so, going to ruin anything, though, or say any slurs on this podcast. No, don't be doing that. So, um, there was other minor-ish roles, so I did think Leslie Odom Jr. was a bit wasted in this, as Miles' is head scientist at, at the tech company. Um, I, I thought Jessica Henwick as, as um, Peg, who's Birdie's slash Kate Hudson's assistant, was great, but What else do I recognise her part. from? I said she was in the Matrix. The I know, but I Matrix. don't think that that's where I recognise her from. Because I can't remember who she is in it. Well, it wasn't very good, that's why. Mm. Love and Monsters, didn't you watch that recently? Um, try and think. Don't know. Don't no, know, Ned, I can't I help either. you. I'm terrible at this. Um, so many times Ned goes to me, where do I recognise them from? Where do I recognise them from? And then I review the full filmography and I haven't watched any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that, um, Madeline Klein as Whiskey, who was Duke's girlfriend, like, she was good, but she didn't <laughs> Whiskey. What did I call her? You called her Whiskey, I just think it's such a oh, name. Um, Sorry and to then, all of those out there called Whiskey. <laughs> we had Noah Sagan or Segan as Daryl, who was this weird slacker who lives on Miles' island, who you think, well, 
Who the hell is that? I like. I really thought that at some point he'd add something to the story. It was obviously just to throw us off, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but like it didn't even really throw you off because at no point did I ever think it was gonna be him. No, but you think you're thinking, who is he? Yeah, and it might distract you from. Oh, like sleight of hand. Yeah, maybe there's maybe I need to rewatch his scenes and see what other clues are about when I should be looking at him. But what's interesting is I read after that he actually appears in the first Knives Out, not as the same character, but the, we're wondering. People are kind of wondering: Is he gonna always have this guy in as like this random person? Oh, that'd be fun. Threat as kind of a through line through across all of the films. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's all the points I kind of had. You know, it was bigger, showier than the first film, but still had that kind of what you wanted from it. Great, mm. it unfurls itself. Um, I would have loved to have seen it at the cinema, and I know it was released in the UK in some cinemas. Um, you know, Netflix paid a lot of money for these films from Paramount, I want to say. Um but I think it would have made quite a lot of money in the in the at the cinema again. Um, Two things I want to ask you: what you thought about? Okay. Um, the Mona Lisa and that hydrogen fuel source thing. Well, the Mona Lisa to me was funny because it was like rich people just think they can get anything, their yeah. hands on anything. It was really funny how it was set up, how it was brought in as well, like. Oh, the Louvre's closed and Paris has no tourism because of the pandemic. And France just wanted the money, so yeah. I bought the Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Silly. It is silly, but it was good. Yeah. And I liked that how the glass went up yeah. every time even His a notification went off. went off. Um, And the hydrogen stuff, like, I thought that, oh, that's cool. Mm. If we can get something like that. Mm. But, again, it just taps into so much stuff. Like... Oh look, I've re- made this fuel source that'll change the world. So it was a supposed solution. So we won't have to change the way we live, and yeah. we can still do reg- live exactly the way we do. Um, it it just was it was just so such good commentary of everything that's going on. Yeah. In in our times, I would say. Yeah, so. I liked it because obviously, like every member of that group was kind of in the pocket of the tech billionaire yeah um and like so many the fact that it was about this fuel source like this potentially limitless energy source um that would solve many global crises except it wasn't tested yet and yet the politician had already signed off on the um power plant or whatever it was for it and the scientist was being forced to give it a safety check (coughs) bless you um yeah without it being tested and i just thought oh look at this how rushed decisions actually cause more problems than they solve and then it did Mm mm-hmm Excited to see where the next one goes. Oh, how many more have we got? Have we got well, another one green Netflix yet? ordered two. Um, people are saying, who would you cast? Who would be like your dream? 
people. Because the casting is good on these films. Mm. And, yeah. they're, and they're not... Whilst they are stars, they're not like the biggest stars possible, are they? No. But I don't know. Who would I like to see in a Knives Out film? Aubrey Plaza. She'd be good, yeah. Um, um, I'm not very good at this. Like, I'm quite happy to see anybody. <laughs> I can't think. I can't choose. Um, oh, God. I'm not very good at picking actors. Oh, I bet Rain Wilson would be good. Who? He's from the US office. Um, And other things. He's quite funny. Yeah, anyone. I'm sure they'll get the casting. We've done really well on that. God, that was painful. No, I thought you'd be a bit better at that than me. Me, the person that can't make decisions. Or pick favourites. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. I don't know why she's in my head. Oh, from the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her. That would be cool. Um, Oh, I just touched a bit where the dog's been licking the bedding. (laughs) Um... (laughs) else i don't know maybe we just wrap this bit up shall we wrap that bit up yeah yeah um but i'm sure we'll get some confirmation soon on when it's going into production and when ryan johnson is writing it and is the um is the first one available on netflix i think it is now yeah it wasn't for a while if you've not seen knives out or glass onion let me just watch watch them let me I'm on Just Watch, and I went, oh, let, let me, me Just, just Watch. watch. Um, um, please sponsor us Just Watch, please. Um, so, yeah, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, is on available Netflix. on Netflix. And so is the original. The original on Knives Out is also on Netflix. Um, and hopefully there'll be more to come. Just before we wrap up properly, mm. this is our final regular episode of 2022. Thank you for joining us this year. On this journey that we started. <laughs> um, the last episode will go out in a couple of days and it'll be our review of 2022. Yeah. And then our first episode of 2023 will be what we're looking forward to, like, in 2023. Do you know, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask about whether we wanted to do, like, a almost a month by month what we're hoping for from 2023. Well... Same mind. 2023 preview is there, and we have got some great episodes coming up in the new year, including I Am On A Dance With Somebody, Mathregan. <laughs> Meg Thregan. Um Knock On The Cabin, Happy Valley 3. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. And then we're the also going to do some catch-ups, getting ready for sequels that are coming out next year, including oh God, got so many. Spider-Man Into The Spider-Verse. John Wick, Shazam. So that's even just in the first couple of months of next year. So what we're hoping to cover. But we'll keep you updated. Do you know what I like about you? What? For a person that doesn't want to say too many words while you're poorly, (laughs) you do manage to fill the air. Well, I'm the only one who took notes, made notes. I've been so busy watching films. I've just not had a a second to spare. (laughs) 
if I'm honest. Go on then. Anyway, that's Outro's all out. for this time, listeners. If you have enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, don't forget also to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gaze on Film Pod. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So please do feel free to drop us a message. Oh, you didn't even add your little spice on that bit. I'm too oh, poorly. must be poorly. Oh, no. Especially been... <laughs> on this one. <laughs> oh, something I also realised this afternoon isn't in this outro. Our letterboxed profiles are linked in the show notes. So if you do fancy oh. giving us a follow on letterboxed as well, you'll see all our reviews of everything we watch as and when we post it. Um, I've been Ned. And I've been Declan. Now you've been Barney. God. <laughs> and this has been Gaze on <laughs> Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.